welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. This morning I, I, I came across a scripture um, that I'd read before, but it just jumped out at me with just fresh power um, this week. I was reading in um, Hebrews, and I read Hebrews 7, chapter 7, but this particular verse just jumped out at me and literally has been like just running through my mind ever since. So Psalm, I mean Hebrews 7 verse 16 says this. I'm speaking about Jesus. I'm going to start actually from verse 15. And this is clearer still. If another priest arises according to the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become such, not on the basis of law or physical requirements, but according to the power of an indestructible life. And I don't know, just that line grabbed me. The power of an indestructible life. And I've just been thinking, you know, that, and I've just been really praying into that uh, and meditating on that, talking with the Lord about it. And it just hit me again that what God is looking for to share with us is a whole different quality of life. God actually doesn't want uh, to give you just a normal life. But He wants to share with you the power of an indestructible life. Isn't that amazing? I mean, think about that, an indestructible life. Because, you see, the interesting thing is is most of us, if we're honest, I think, we would like to build an indestructible life. We would like to build a life that's, that's uh, uh, truly strong, that can sustain the pressure of, uh, of modern living, mo- uh, modern life, the challenges. And, e- and right now, at the moment, it seems like um, everything in our world is shaking. Um, the economy is sh- uh, shaking. Um, the way we think about life, the way we think about people, the way we think about family, the way we think about just about everything is being challenged and some places over, uh, overturned and people are ch- uh, choosing alternative ways in which to build their, uh, their lives. But the question is, when we build our lives, are we going to build a life that is indestructible? Yeah. And that's, that's what the Lord wants for us. And, and I, I, I just came to this and I thought, this is so, so powerful. I'm, again, I'm also drawn to the fact that when Jesus came... He said, I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. John 10 verse 10. And in fact, maybe you want to turn with me in your Bible to John 10 verse 10. And I'm going to read it in, in various different versions. John 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I have come that they might have life and have it in abundance. I'm going to read it to you in the message and the passion because those are also just, it just gives an interesting uh, flavor to it. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Wow! 
I just love that. That's the message, how the message has phrased that. And in the Passion Translation, it says this. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. You see, this is the heart of God towards you. The heart of Jesus towards you. He came that you might have life the way God has it. That's amazing. Now, that's interesting because the first verse that we read, read uh, we read about Jesus, it says, Jesus was made a priest in the order of Melchizedek according to the power of an indestructible life. So Jesus came with an indestructible life, but he also says that I have come that you might have life in abundance. So the same life that Jesus had, he offers to us. This is amazing. Now, that most of us, when we hear that, we think, wow, okay. So what I need to do in order to be pleasing to God is I need to build an indestructible life. And so we set out trying to build an indestructible life. There's only one problem with that. You can't. You can't. I want to tell you something about being a Christian. Being a Christian is not difficult. It's impossible. I just thought I'd just share with you my ministry of encouragement today. Being a Christian is not difficult. It's impossible. Building an indestructible life is not difficult. It's impossible. Because you see, you can't do it on your own. The Christian life was never meant to be natural. It has always been supernatural. You can't do it. Only Christ can do it in And so the emphasis of the scripture, because I started meditating on it on, on, on it on Monday, I was just I can remember actually exactly where I was when this thought hit me. I was uh, in the swimming pool at Virgin Active. I was probably at uh, length about 45, and uh, I was just uh, swimming. I just threw that in there to show you how far I'm swimming. Um, <laughs> and and you, you go, wow, now. Thank you. And uh, so I was, uh, uh, I was swimming, and I was thinking about this indestructible life, and I clearly felt the Spirit of God say to me, Nigel, you're missing the point. It's not the indestructible life that's so exciting. It's the power. It's the power that's exciting. You see, the thing is, is like, if you, if this, this whole array of sound equipment we've got here, amazing, isn't it? Isn't it awesome? It's dead as a dodo right now, but why? There's no power. There's no power. And it's the same thing for that indestructible life. If there's load shedding in your life, nothing's going to work. Nothing, doesn't matter how impressive the array is, if there's load shedding, it ain't going to work. And it, it, it's going to be, if so many people try to build this indestructible life, and they go like, well, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, don't do that, don't do that. And actually, most, uh, most often it's like, here's the list of don'ts, and there's the list of do's, and let's be honest, by the time we work our way through the don'ts, we're too exhausted to do the do's. But the reality is, is that Christ came that you might have an 
indestructible life and it comes from this word power. Now, Jesus told his disciples that he wanted to give them power. He spoke to his disciples. In fact, he told them, he said, do not leave Jerusalem, Jerusalem, but wait until you are clothed with power from on high. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to live an indestructible life. I mean, from my own life, I, I remember when, and I've told you this, I've told you my testimony, but it's a small part of it. Um, before I became a Christian, um, I thought the thing I knew, I, I knew of God, I, I had had encounters with, uh, with Christians, but I got this idea in my head that what God was looking for from my life was that I would be good and I would be a nice person. But I had one particular sin that was besetting my life that I thought was like the really big thing, and that was my potty mouth. I, I was like a champion swearer. I literally was. I, I could hardly speak without throwing in an F-bomb or two. And, you know. and so every time exams would come around, I would bargain with God that, God, if you get me through the exams, I will stop swearing. And I thought that this would make Jesus so excited that Nigel would stop swearing. This would honestly, like the angels would be rejoicing because, you know, this was so distressing. And so I would bargain with God like this and that. And then I would pass my exams and I would start trying to stop swearing. And um, one particular year, I literally had to go silent for three days. But then when my mouth opened, I couldn't help it. My vocabulary returned. And I, I literally would try to stop swearing or try to stop, uh, stop doing certain things or do certain things. And literally, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. You know, after a short period of time, I'd be back to myself. And it just felt like I couldn't. It was like taking a volleyball and pushing it under, under the wood. You know, hold it down uh, for a while. But the moment you let go, it pops uh, right up. Because what was in me came out. But finally, when I gave my life to Christ, when I surrendered to Him, I can remember being really concerned. I thought, I'm, I'm a Christian now, but how, how can I... How can I talk like, uh, uh, like this? An amazing thing is about two weeks into being a Christian, I suddenly realized I had not given up swearing. Swearing had given me up. It was weird. I was like, I just, swearing just left. And I didn't even make an effort. I didn't even have to try. Something had changed in me. You see, in our walk with God, our emphasis has to be on connecting with the power of the indestructible life. And the quality of life that God's offering you, He's offering you to walk and to have a life that looks like His life. And His power was more than not swearing. Yeah? His power was more than just a moral life. Everywhere Jesus went, people got impacted and changed. Amen. Preached and he He's such an encouraging dog. He barks at all the right time. Really Christian dog there. Um, <laughs> and everywhere he went, people would get healed. Demons would be, uh, would be cast out. The uh, downtrodden would be lifted up. People would be encouraged. People love Jesus. 
Also, <laughs> everywhere he went, people hated him too. The religious got uh, mad. Uh, demons uh, demons uh, got stirred up. He stirred up persecution. So don't, don't be surprised when the life of God in you causes a division. Alright? But I want to tell you the only thing that should not happen is that there's no impact from your life. Your life, filled with the power of God, will impact the world around you. And that is what is on offer today. So go to, uh, go to uh, Matthew 7 and I, I want to show you some things. Jesus talking about this indestructible life and um, Matthew 7 and we are going to go from verse 21. Okay, I'm just going to put it back into the New American Standard Version. The two foundations. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them Okay, sorry, game verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts in them, Maybe compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. You know, it's, it, it's so challenging. I, often I would read the scripture and think, you know, this is, this is amazing. What, what is the Lord talking about? Because he's talking about two different ways of constructing your life. One, that, that uh, from, from the illustration he uses, one, that in times of pressure, when, the, uh, when things are coming against that house, it, your house will stand. No matter what's slamming against it, the wind's blowing, etc., your house. But another, in the same time of pressure, in the same t- uh, uh, difficult time, it, uh, it falls. See, this is the challenge with building a life. The challenge is, you actually don't know if your house is going to stand until the pressure comes. Because in the good times, it all looks, you know, you can build on anything. It's fine, you know. It's all, all foundations are equal, bro. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, no worries. You know, like, you do you, bro, I'll do me. Okay, well, that's fine until the pressure comes. And when the pressure comes, often, it's too late. So when the power comes, and it's too late. It comes, and the whole th- uh, thing, uh, thing falls. So what is the foundation that Jesus is calling us to build on? Notice he says, anyone who hears these words of mine, which words? He says, not everyone who comes to me and says, Lord, Lord, let me enter the kingdom of heaven. And only he who did the will of my Father in heaven. Now some people have taken that and said, well, in other words, what, we, what we've got to do 
It's about what we do. We've got to go and go find what God has said to do and go and do it. Now, that's partially true. But Jesus makes it even clearer as he goes further into the scripture. And there's people who God out there did signs and wonders and miracles and prophesied uh, in Jesus' name. And you kind of think, wow, okay, so what we've got to do is we've got to, you know, we've got to do signs and wonders and miracles. And that's what obviously these people do. And that's where they're confident. Do you notice? They come to the Lord and their confidence is, Lord, I did signs and wonders. I did this in your name. The Lord says, depart from me. I never knew you. You see, Jesus is not looking for a life of signs, wonders, and miracles. He wants to know you. Now that word know is really interesting because it's the word kinosko in the Greek and it means to intimately know. By experience, by experience. It's also used for and Adam knew his wife and had a child. Now I'm hoping I don't have to explain further how Adam was knowing his wife. But let me say, it's a very intimate experience. That's what the Lord is saying there, that He's calling you to a life of intimacy. He wants to know you. That's the beginning of an indestructible life. Because it's an intimacy that you are grounded on the one thing in life that never changes. God's love for you. God's plan for you and His purpose for you. So when everything hits, when the four hits the van, you still are hearing the voice of the Lord, you can feel the presence of God, and, and let me just tell you, I, even in, in our own lives, I mean, our family, you know, some of you know us a little bit better, we need to do some tough things. I, 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 remember, I remember the day when... Um, when my last one was born and we, we realized that there were some challenges. I came out of the hospital broken. I was weeping. I was afraid. I really was. I was so afraid. I was, not, I was afraid that I didn't have what it took to be a dad to be the right kind of dad. Let me put it that way. I was just, I was scared. I remember driving down the road in that, and I was crying out to God. I was honestly, I was a tick. I was a little upset. We were seeing incredible miracles. We were seeing people getting blind eyes, getting healed. You know, we were seeing miracles. I'm like, Lord, I needed a miracle. I needed a miracle. What happened? And as I drove out, a couple of things began to happen. First thing I saw was a rainbow across the sky. And as I looked at that rainbow, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, He said, I'm faithful to all my promises. And I, and I heard the Lord tell me, with you, it's going to be okay. And you know what? I was so angry with the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, but I'm angry at you. And I felt His love and His pleasure towards me. And it was like, you know when yeah, the burn goes out of your anger and you're like, hey, I'm all full. Don't take that away. I'm not finished with you. I still want to be sick of it. And it just went away. And I was like, oh, okay. Seems I'm not angry with you after all. Sheesh. And it's not fair. 
to feel the smile. Not only that, but I, I, I brought this little bundle to, to my other my other kids and they began prophesying, speaking into my life. And, uh, and uh, um, I can't remember one of them drew a picture and um, gave me a prophet, uh, prophetic word. And they just looked at me like, hey, what is she got? This is awesome. We got this. God got this. And, the, and, and just, I heard the voice of the Lord. That is the power of an indestructible life. When in the fire, in the storm, you can still hear the voice of the Lord. When the Lord speaks to you, that's what holds your life strong. Amen? And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to wonder, but this is what I want to emphasize to you this morning. It's about the power. Life is about what power you're connecting to. You're going to connect to your own power and your own strength, what you can do, what you can accomplish, what you, uh, you know, trying to do the right stuff for Jesus. Because that's what these guys who came and said they did signs and wonders and miracles, their confidence is in what they had done for God. When they came before the Lord, they were like, Lord, look, haven't we been good? Aren't we amazing? Look at our ministry. And Jesus, it's not about that. This is what I've called you to. I want to know you. I want to know you. And in knowing you, I will unite my life with your life and my power and my strength and who I am and my life is going to flow through you. And then sure, as my life flows through you because you know me, there will be signs and wonders and miracles, etc. following. But this is the key thing. Do you know God? Do you know God? Are you living in intimacy with God? That's the offer. That's the offer. That's what God wants for us. Is that we would have a life that's intimately known in heaven, that we know Him. Our confidence is in Jesus alone, and then He offers us an entirely different quality of life. Power is important. There's three different powers in life. There's flesh power. That's your own strength. You can try and build your life in your own strength. And I want to tell you, it's not going to get you far. You're building on shifting sand. Your, your, your own strength will vary in the seasons of your life. And when the pressure comes, your life will fall apart. <coughs> Some people are foolish enough to try and build on demonic power. Demonic power will not only destroy your life in bad times, but will destroy your life in good times. And the enemy always takes more than he gives. Always. And finally, you can come to Jesus. You can come to the Lord in dependence on Him and acknowledge, Lord, I, I'm not smart enough, strong enough, wise enough. Come humbly before you and I ask you, to fill me full of your life and your life alone. I surrender to you. Would you fill me? And from this hour, Lord, I, I, I want to live united to you. Because that's the that's the, the offer. Is actually that we, we join our lives to his like a like a bride joins her life to a uh, to a groom and the two shall become one flesh. That's the offer. And then his life flows through us. He gives us an entirely different quality.
out of your life. Amen? Alright. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray for each of us. Lord, each of us are longing for a greater degree of this in our lives. That we would know you. That we would really know you, Lord. Not just intellectually, not just in our thinking, Lord, but that we would experience you. We would experience your presence, your power, your love and your glory. And that in knowing you like that, everywhere we go, we might bring others into the awareness of you. In that way. That we would carry your presence because the two have become one and so wherever we go, Lord, people would encounter you. Fill us again with your presence and your power. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.